Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. We are decidedly not giving each other cards and stuff well yeah and so it's interesting you know because 25 years of marriage we just hit the 25 year mark quarter century mark which is wonderful and so we're celebrating valentine's day by giving each other the gift of absence from one another no that is not true okay you're going out of town that's right yes so we are not celebrating today and we decided to not do anything today until friday when we are going to celebrate well that's true but i I like my story better yes my gift to you is i'm leaving you alone well, that is true. There was an article again in the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. It feels like every time we say something about that, but that's because that's the paper we read in the morning. But anyways, today was a paper about how couples are all flocking to buy king-sized beds <laughs> after this pandemic. They want some alone time. Yes, yes, yes. So that's what that's about. But no, we're going to celebrate on Friday. So today we just gave the kids some little valentine type things. Yeah, which they loved. Mm-hmm. It's always great to see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we watched the Super Bowl last night. Well, great game. Man, yeah. fantastic game. You know, I wish the Bengals had won, mm-hmm. but it's hard to win when you give up seven or eight sacks. Yeah. Uh, but boy, what a great game. You know, it was, it was, it was wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. Now, did you watch the Super Bowl halftime show? Yes, I did. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, you went downstairs. Yeah, no, those those things have been so disappointing. I so I, I went downstairs and just didn't watch it. But I guess from reviews, it was supposed to be quite good. So did you well, I never know. I never know how to judge something as good or bad of these shows because people, f- well, I guess last year when there was like pole dancing or something, yeah. maybe that was two years ago. I don't know. People definitely freaked out about that. But when it's just kind of regular pop culture, I mean, I don't know enough about the stuff to know if it was good or not. I mean, it was some people dancing on weird Crates no. okay, type so I didn't things. Miss well, they were like, okay. yeah, I don't know. See, obviously, I didn't get the point of it. I was it, just so. curious. Okay. Yes, it was fine. Uh, great it was game. what it was. I mean, fantastic game. It was a really, really exciting game. Went right down the last thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. So. so it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Okay, and so we put a new jingle on there, which you probably heard mm-hmm. at the beginning. And then finally, we had live stream issues again yesterday. Yes, yes, yes. The darn live stream. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, you know, technology is fantastic, except when it's not. And Which unfortunately, it's been the last like mm-hmm. three times. Yeah, so a real pain in the rear end there. We mm-hmm. uh, Last Sunday, so not yesterday, but eight days ago, last Sunday, the live stream didn't work, which is a big issue because, you know, we've got about 100 households join, joining us online. It's basically a whole other service. Mm-hmm. So we called in our tech guy, and he was here for two days, uh, working on mm. well, he was here working on it over two days. Yeah, we tried it out on Thursday; it worked, but then on Sunday it didn't work again. So now oh we got to call goodness. the guy back in see what can happen. So I hope I'm, I'm hoping I'm fairly confident that it's it's a software issue, you know, between our computer and the host server that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I hope it's not more involved than that. Like I hope we don't have to tear the system down and rebuild it but no because we just we'll did do that. what we got to do yeah you know? okay so a real pain in the rear end I tell yes you. pain okay and speaking of one more thing our dog again is down here with a new toy that his brother well his, yes it's a squeaky toy son, that he got for valentine's friend, day what do we call so. it i don't know what you call it yes mm-hmm. it's a squeaky toy and so it's going to be making some noise probably yes yes yeah he's chewing away yeah he's chewing away okay well today we are going on with acts um our series called speak the word of god boldly and this chapter four that we're on today is kind of where the title comes from because we we introed this series with that prayer at the mm-hmm. end where they pray for boldness and they do so because they've just had to stand up to the authorities, right? Right. Yeah, so they've just been standing up to the authorities uh, who are the Sanhedrin in general. Mm-hmm. And the Sanhedrin was a ruling council of 70, uh, 70 priests. 
So kind of think of it as like the Senate, you know, the House of Senate. Okay. Uh, and then in particular, they're sending up to the high priestly families. So there was a, um, the high priesthood, which is, of course, the, you know, the number one priest. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that, that honor stayed in one family for over 30 years, uh, beginning with Annas and then going to his, uh, son-in-law Caiaphas. Okay. And then to, uh, Annas's grandson, uh, um, John. So it all, it all stayed in the high priestly family for over 30 years. So it's kind of a dynasty really, you know? Oh, wow. And so when, when Peter and John stand up, uh, when, when Peter and John are confronted by this high priestly family, it's a pretty big issue. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it would be one thing if it were just the ruling authorities, but this is like, you know, the, the ruling family. Okay. Well. So it's a pretty big deal. And so what I want to talk about is, you know, last week in uh, Acts chapter 3, if you recall, Peter healed in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter healed a crippled man who then, you know, jumped up and leapt around and yeah. got everybody's attention. Right. And uh, when the high priests caught wind of that, they didn't like it. And so they had Peter and John arrested and thrown into jail overnight. Uh, and what I find fascinating about this is two. Well, what I find fascinating about this uh, is that the issue under debate, the issue that they're arrested for, is not the miracle itself. Okay. Uh, and so the high priests, even uh, the, the opening charge of the high priest, and this is in verse um, seven, is by what power yeah. or by what name did you do this thing? Right. And so they're not saying, hey, you know, you you caused a trick or you you played a trick or we don't believe you know you're telling lies. No, they. They stipulate that, okay, something has happened. Okay. You know, this man was really healed. And so our issue is not whether or not he's healed, but how did it happen? Okay. Uh, and then later on, uh, in verse um, or in verse 16, they say, well, what shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed okay. through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Right. Uh, and so no one is denying that a miracle was done. Interesting. It's, it's not the, the miracle itself, which is under dispute, but the meaning of the miracle. Okay. And what I think is interesting, and I got this wonderful little book here I'm reading, uh, and I found um, this yes, quote this from... Yes, book the, is called Pontius Pilate, which I thought was funny. The other day I posted a, what I'm reading, which mm-hmm. is called Jesus, A Pilgrimage. Oh, yeah. I'm reading about the good guy, and you're reading about the bad guy. Yeah, well, Pontius is, Pilate, a novel. Yeah, this is my research for the upcoming sermon series, <clears throat> Through mm-hmm. Their Eyes. Yep. Know? But anyways, and so I, uh, I found this quote from the Babylonian Talmud. Ooh. So after, you know, after the Jews were kicked out of Rome, after the Jews were kicked out of Jerusalem by the Romans, many of them settled in Mesopotamia and mm-hmm. Babylon, where there was a Jewish community right up until Saddam Hussein kicked them out fairly recently. Oh, wow. Uh, and so this was kind of a center of world Judaism. And that's where all of these uh, rabbinic traditions were collected. Well, okay. there's a rabbinic tradition in there. Uh, about Jesus. Okay. And so let me read it for you. It says this, um, Ye- uh, Yeshu Hanosri, that is Yeshu would be Joshua or Jesus, mm-hmm. Hanosri, the Nazarene. So Yeshu Hanosri, Jesus the Nazarene, uh, shall be stoned because he has practiced sorcery and enticed Israel to apostasy. Mm-hmm. And so notice that what, what, the, uh, what the ruling council was saying is that uh, they, they didn't deny that Jesus was really and truly doing miracles, okay. or rather that, you know, what was the source of these miracles. Okay. And so they called it sorcery, the work of the devil, sure. not the work of the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. Uh, and we see a similar Same thing going thing. on here in the Bible itself. Mm-hmm. Right. So everybody agreed something happened. Mm-hmm. That's not the issue, but the issue is whose authority made this happen? Yes. How so, did this happen? So, what, mm-hmm. so what's the meaning of it? And what Peter says in, uh, in verse, let me get this here. Okay. And what Peter says here in verse 9, I think it is. 
says, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, mm -hmm. by what means this has been healed? Well, let it be known to you and all the people of Israel that it's by the name of Jesus that right. this man has been healed. But then he goes on, you know, because Peter recognizes that what's at stake is not just the miracle, but the meaning behind it. Okay. Uh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. And this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, but he has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we mm -hmm. must be saved. Very famous passage. passage. So no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. In other words, Jesus is Lord, <clears throat> not you. Uh, not right. Pilate, but Jesus is Lord. So it really gets to the, the question of authority. Mm -hmm. And so the Sanhedrin, they, they, uh, you know, they huddle up and they say, well, we can't deny the miracle because you know, the, the crippled man is walking around now. So here's what we're going to do. And they, they charge him in verse 18. They say, so they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. so don't talk about Jesus right. uh, anymore. In the public square. And so the issue or really anywhere. is it has to do with authority. You know, mm -hmm. Who has authority to speak in the name of God? Who has authority to say what is true? And that you know, kind of sounds like a lot what's going on in our world today. Exactly. That's that, so true. Is that who has authority to say what is right? Who has authority to say what is true? Uh, and notice that the the um, the response of the ruling elite is to censor, mm -hmm. to say, no, you can't speak anymore in this name. You know, we're going to take down your Twitter account. We're right. Well, I was going to say they can't really get canceled without. Um, I mean, they can still do it, and they did still do it. They yeah. said, "I'm sorry, you're going to have to judge for yourselves whether this is right or wrong, but we're going to follow God." Right. Right. And yet today, yeah, the way we get information out is a little different, I guess, because you can get totally taken down, right? Yeah, you could get you can get booted off of Twitter or anything else, right? Yeah, oh yeah, you can get booted off Twitter, right? And you, can and get, you do, you know, people Facebook do it for frozen, the, yeah, for the smallest of things, which now have become, you know, which now are proving to be true. There yeah. was once called misinformation is now just accepted as fact by a lot of people, but yes, yeah, so Peter and John. So say, you know, we're not going to stand down in this instance. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's fascinating. There's a lot of parallels with what's going on today. Mm -hmm. you know, who has authority to speak right. uh, about what has happened? Um, and then, you know, one person's information is another person's misinformation. Right. So it really comes down to who you trust. Exactly. Uh, and then notice there's another subcontext here, which I think is, is, is kind of a, a parallel to today, is that you have... Uh, the high priestly family, remember I said that they ruled as the priests in Jerusalem for 30 years, so they mm -hmm. were the top dogs among the Jewish people, Right. Um, second only to the Roman governors, to Pontius Pilate, but they were the, the top dogs. And they're confronted by, you know, Peter and John, and they even say at one point, and uh, let me see this. Probably, probably 13. Ah, it's verse 13. Yeah. And now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that exactly. they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. And they recognize that they had been Jesus. And there's a parallel there to Jesus. Uh, when Jesus first started teaching, everyone was astonished because he taught them as one right. with authority, not as one of their scribes. Here we have Peter and John in the temple. People are astonished because of the authority with what they mm -hmm. teach. And the point is that, that it says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John. So another point being is that it, it only takes a few people to stand up mm -hmm. and, to, and to proclaim the truth to encourage others to do the same, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and exactly. You've got the courage and boldness of a few people who mm-hmm. stand up and say, you know, right. the emperor has no clothes. Right, and that's what's been happening in our culture where there's a few people that are willing to say, okay, this isn't legit, this is not right. Mm-hmm. And then that, that makes you think, okay, I'm not crazy after all. Like, this is, you know, there are other people out yeah. there that, that believe this, right? Yeah, and there's even the subtext of kind of the, the ruling elite <laughs> yeah. versus the common man. You know, Absolutely. Peter and John are the common man, uneducated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two are standing up against one another, and the the issue that they're debating, the issue that they're fighting over, is you know who gets to say what is right, who right. gets to say what is true. Mm-hmm. Are you going to believe your eyes or not? Right. And um, another issue in this is that okay, so this time they did choose to stand up, mm-hmm. um, but the scripture is uh, clear that there are times that we do need to be submissive to authorities. Yes. Correct. And absolutely, um, I'm reading Titus right now in my own. Uh, time in Titus 3 1 says, you know, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authority, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and to show true humility to all men. So, how do we decide, do you think? And there are other scriptures for mm-hmm. sure. In Romans, there yeah, are Romans places. Uh, yes. So, there are scriptures right. that say we do need to uh, respect and, and submit to our governing authorities. Mm-hmm. So um, how do we decide that, when to stand up or when to stand down? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I, I, often, I often wonder if I had been a Lutheran pastor back yeah. in 1775 and 76, you know, which way would I have gone? Oh, I was thinking you were going to say during the Holocaust. Okay. Well, that too. But okay. I, was, I was thinking mm-hmm. more about, you know, America. 75 and 76, which way would you have gone? Which way would you have led your people? You know, because the, there are a lot of passages about being submissive to the ruling mm-hmm. authority for the sake of God. But then there are others talking about how, you know, stand firm and do not submit to the yoke of slavery. Right. So I guess you have to rely on the Holy Spirit and the conviction of the Holy Spirit um, to to tell you when enough is enough or when the issue is. What do they say? This You judge between us and God, or what does he say? Mm-hmm. He says, whether it's right in God's sight to obey you rather than God, for we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Right. So they were just in, in completely, what's the word, in, uh, impelled or yeah. compelled. compelled. They, were, right. they were compelled, and that was a spiritual thing, I think. Yeah, I would say that in this case, the the issue that they're debating about is whether or not this man was healed, right? Right. And so they're saying, listen, the guy was healed, and we're not going to pretend like he's not. So we're just going to, you know, we're going to speak the truth. We're going to try to stop about us, it, yeah. but the man is healed, and we're not going to stop talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on, you know, they, uh, again, they're hauled before the Sanhedrin, and this time they're beaten and told not to speak. And they say, no, you know, we're, we're, we're speaking in God's name. So I would say it's a, not only is it the conviction of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which tends to be an interior, internal, personalized experience, right? But there is there are objective things too, you know. So in Acts chapter four here, it would be, has something happened or not? Right. You know, are you forced to, are you forced to bear false witness against the truth? Right. And that's not something that anyone should be forced to do. That's what we talked about last week. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, yep. you know, you know, con- uh, this uh, going along with this whole multiple pronouns nonsense. Right. You know? Exactly. Are you forced to bear false witness against the truth? Uh, and then the other is, of course, anything that denies Jesus, okay. uh, anything that, that denies uh, that denies God. And so uh, when Paul wrote in Romans 13, uh, he still had a pretty good relationship with the authorities. I mean, you know, they would arrest him and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but then shortly thereafter, you know, he was hauled before Nero uh, and, and he was told, you know, either deny Jesus or we'll cut your head off. And Ooh. he said, no, go ahead and cut my head off. Wow. And so there's mm-hmm. a certain point where you say, if it comes to uh, to denying God, then that's a line we do not cross. Mm-hmm. Tough. Yeah, it's very tough. Mm-hmm. When your life is in the balance there. Yeah. But they were, um, I think we can say that they were, um, I'm short on words today, but verified or, I mean, the spirit 
what's the word I'm looking Convicted? for? No, like, so when they get back together later, it says after they had prayed, the place mm-hmm. where they were meeting was shaken. Oh, yeah, confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. Yeah. And, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit right. and spoke the word of God boldly. So, like, the Spirit showed up again and said, yes, you know, you've done the right thing here mm-hmm. um, in a powerful way, just like in Pentecost when the, the violent wind came or whatever. This says the place where they were meeting was shaken. Yeah. Which had to help them out, encourage them. Absolutely. Right? And uh, with it, that, that, that would be pretty nice. You have a confirmation mm-hmm. from, right. from God. Right. That doesn't like that. always happen. Yeah. But, Correct. You know, it's a real issue because we, uh, we we want to be faithful to God in all things. But mm-hmm. part of being faithful to God is being uh, good citizens. Yeah. You know, model citizens, citizens, light in the world, praying for those in authority. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is why we do that every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, year in and year out, one administration to the next. We always pray for the president and the governor and those in authority over us because that's part of our witness as Christians. Right. Regardless of what you feel about the person, uh, it's our, our obligation to pray for them. Right. And so I did want to share today um, something that we hand out at the church. It's a little um, prayer card, and it's a prayer by Peter Marshall, who was a chaplain mm-hmm. of the United States Senate. And I believe there's like a book of his prayers. Apparently yeah, he, he had some very nice prayers. He, he was quite a he he was quite, quite a way words. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to read... This is a prayer for the President of the United States, and I will also have the text in the email. Um, but, you know, yeah, we pray whether who's ever in power, whether we agree with their policies or not, we just say, what do you guys say? You say, we pray for our president, and sometimes you say at the national, local. Yeah, we try yeah. to get, you know, federal, national, local. Yeah. yeah. So we, um, and so regardless of how we feel about our president, we do need to pray for our president. Mm-hmm. And actually praying this prayer... Um, does kind of change your heart about the person. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you that. Yeah. So it's a good activity. But anyways, it goes like this. We pray, Lord Jesus, for our president. We are deeply concerned that he may know the will of God and that he may have the spiritual courage and grace to follow it. Deliver him, we pray, from all selfish considerations. Lift him above the claims of politics. Fill him with the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, it says, fill him with the Spirit of God that shall make him fearless to seek, to know, to do the right thing. Save him from friends who, in the name of politics or even friendship, would persuade him from that holy path. Strengthen and empower his advisors. Bring them, too, to their knees in prayer. May their example and their influence spread, that we in these United States may yet have a government of men and women who know you, the Almighty God, as their friend, and who place your will first in their lives as well as in their prayers. Hear and answer, we pray, for giving us all our unworthiness, cleansing us from every ignoble thought and unworthy ambition that we may be renewed in spirit and mind and heart through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. It's a great prayer. It is. It is. Someone in my Bible study class handed this to me. And um, so I started praying it in the last administration and I continued to pray it in this one. And like I said, it definitely, um, it's helpful. No, it's very <laughs> helpful. And it, it, it's a great spiritual mm-hmm. practice, right? Yes, is that we are to is. be submissive to the ruling authorities for the sake of Jesus Christ. Yep. In so far as they do not contradict the will of Jesus Christ. Yep. And so that that's the balancing act is at what point is that line claw crossed? Mm-hmm. And when it is, what do you do? Right. So Yeah. But it is definitely an issue. Oh, absolutely. It's always going to be an issue. It's always going to be an issue. It's always, always going to be an issue. Correct. Uh, But it seems to be coming more and more of a bright line issue in the, you know, in our lifetimes. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on that happy note. On that happy note. Can I talk talk a little bit about St. Valentine? 
Okay, give it okay. A, give it so a brief I'm go. I'm really excited because you know last year I had this whole sermon worked up about Saint Valentine, <laughs> and then the February freeze hit, so we had to cancel church. Yeah, we didn't even have church. Yeah, we didn't have church on Ash Wednesday. Yeah, then... because it was a serious freeze. It wasn't right. just like it got cold in Texas and we didn't want to do church. It was literally we couldn't get out. Yeah, church. you couldn't drive. We didn't have power. It's crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah. But anyways, and so I did a lot of research on St. Valentine because it fell on a Sunday. Mm. And I don't recall all of it, but I do recall kind of the, the highlights. Okay. Uh, and so uh, St. Valentine, Valentinius was the name of one of the emperors. And so Valentinius was a popular name at the time. Um, and But St. Valentine was a, he was a priest working in the city of Rome at a time when the Roman, um, when, the, when the Roman Empire was being overrun on its borders by Goths. And so mm, Goths, by you know. Goths. Uh, so, you know, modern, that'd be modern day Germany, uh, was being overrun by Goths. And so the Goths were, were overrunning the border of the empire. There was a shortage of manpower. And so the, the Roman empire, the, the Roman emperor compelled young men to join the, uh, the Roman army, uh, and said to them furthermore that, you know, you're not allowed to marry because what he found is that, uh, married men, you know, they, they had divided interests. Sure. Unmarried men, he could sure. ship them wherever he wanted. They would be good soldiers. But right. the married men were too worried about their families back mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And so in the city of Rome, there was a, a priest by the name of Valentinius who, uh, yeah, Valentinius, who against the, the Roman emperor's uh, authority would actually marry soldiers. Because, you know, these young men would get called up to go serve. Oh. And they'd want to marry their sweethearts, which oh. was illegal. And Valentine would say, well, I'll marry you for you. So he stood up to the authorities in this. Yeah, and so oh. he stood up to the authorities. And so he would marry uh, these soldiers before they, they left for the front. Hmm. And when the emperor found out about it, he, of course, got furious uh, because uh, this yeah, priest was doing what he said his... not to do. Mm-hmm. And so he had him killed. Oh. Uh, and so that's the origin of St. Valentine and his, you know, his sacrificial love. That's interesting because we used to had a we had a children's book that we would read to them mm-hmm. at Saint Valentine's, and I definitely think that part was left out because yeah. that's not what it said. But anyways, um, it's interesting in two ways because yes, he stood up to the authorities, but that's an issue that Paul grappled with too because you know mm-hmm. Paul said I'm going to remain unmarried for the purpose of I can focus right. on the gospel and preaching, but if you yourselves are burning with passion or whatever, mm-hmm. it is better for you to get married. Right. And so I guess this priest was stepping in and saying, yeah, okay, I'm I'm basically using that text i would imagine yeah as a reason why i'm going to marry these even though they told me not to yeah yeah so he, he was you know he was marrying them off because it was he was an act of love and okay yeah so it's kind of a neat little story i'm trying to remember what the children's story said maybe there was some of that i forget so well, much in my old age again it's in your old age uh <laughs> again it's a it was a very common name valentinius okay and so, so it's hard might... to peg saint valentine Got down it. to the correct valentine oh. you know, there's there's several candidates so i might have read a different candidate right. and I so see. there's you know th- this, yeah. this is the one that seemed most plausible to me but there, well that there makes a good ones. story too so, yeah. dramatic story okay anyways that's good. Yeah. And you're off to do more work for the church? I am, yeah. I'm flying off today, going to lovely Orlando, Florida Ooh. for the NALC Pastors Conference. Okay. And there will be theological lectures in the morning about apologetics, which I love. Your you know, favorite? That's, mm-hmm. that's how do we uh, explain and defend the Christian faith. Okay. Um, and then I also have a number of meetings that I need to attend for the seminary, so mm-hmm. that'll be exciting. Good. Um, and then I'm finally, I'm hosting a prayer uh, a prayer vigil. You know, Ooh. at our church, we've done the 24 hours of prayer. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm introducing that, uh, with the permission of the bishop, I'm introducing that to our pastor's conference. It's oh, only good. three hours. Mm, instead of 20, well, you I'm can't do 24. trying to get our foot yeah. in the door, and then I'm hoping maybe next year we can have an overnight prayer vigil. Oh. But my, my hope is that, you know, we can not only gather the pastors to pray for the church, but maybe they'll take this idea home to their own churches Perfect. as well. So, I like it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Okay. Well, we will miss you, but we will survive. And I will miss you so much, my little Valentine. Oh, stop. Okay, goodbye. Bye-bye.